0: I'm writer and comedian Emily Winter, and this is Comedians with Ghost Stories Season 3. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to have Ella
1: Gray Hickman. Ella, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm yeah. really excited to be here.
0: Oh my gosh, I am so excited to hear your stories because you've lived in not one but two haunted houses. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. So, oh my gosh, tell me when, where, how, and how does one family end up in two haunted houses?
1: I know that it sounds suspicious because, like, we're the common denominator.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: But I think it makes sense because my family, my parents, really like uh, moving into really old houses and then renovating them and then getting bored and moving into another really old house. Um, they're kind of like, DIY weekend warrior kind (laughs) of that's I mean they claim that they don't find it fun but it seems to be what they do for fun
0: (laughs) absolutely Um, that makes total sense there's something very exciting about remodeling a house and having that control Uh, yeah so how many times have you guys moved you're so you're just you just graduated college so Mm -hmm. and you're with your family now how many yeah how many houses have you lived in with them
1: I want to say seven Wow. That's not too many. We're usually in a house for a couple years.
0: That's a lot of moving though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so, so tell me know, about the 207. Two <laughs> yeah. That's
0: still a pretty high percentage of haunted places. So tell me about your first haunted house experience.
1: Um, when I was a baby, I saw a a ghost, maybe an imaginary friend, but I told my mom about a little boy who would visit me at night and sit on my bed and talk to me. Um, And I guess something about the way that I described him made her think that it was a ghost, but no one else saw ghosts in that house. So I don't know if that, that was a haunted house.
0: Okay. So that was the first one. And then the second one was the one that your family also had experiences in.
1: Yeah. The first real haunting that we had was I moved there when we were and I was about three, and we moved away when I was nine. So we were there for a while.
0: And this is in Ohio?
1: hmm It was in this, where we currently live, is a small town called Lebanon. It's about halfway between Cincinnati and Dayton. Okay. Um, kind of rural, very, very old, very Norman Rockwell-y. Um, but this house wasn't too old. It was only, like, 50 years old. Um, And we were the second family to live there. Oh, wow. So we knew that no one had died there. So it was weird that we had, like, this big issue with laughing children.
0: Whoa. Like, where would you be in your house and where would it be coming from?
1: The basement seemed to be the most haunted. My dad made the rec room there, so all of, like, our toys and my sisters and I played there and that's where we spent most of our time. Um, And I don't have any memories of uh, seeing a ghost in that house, but my mom has memories of like, walking into me, rolling a ball with no one.
0: (gasps) Oh my God, like it was rolling back to you?
1: Yeah, she would go down, the laundry room was in the basement. So she would go be in the laundry room and then hear kids laughing in the basement. While we were at school, Um, And she'd hear toys moving around, so she'd just lock herself in the laundry room until, like, someone got home.
0: Oh, my God. And this went on for six years?
1: Yeah, my family doesn't move when we get haunted. (laughs) Uh, The kids laughing came upstairs at night, and the way that we coped with that was we all got radios and sound machines to sleep with.
0: Oh, my God. And how many, do you have siblings? So, wait, you said you have sisters?
1: I have two little sisters, yeah.
0: And everybody in this house experienced this?
1: I mean, we were, I'm the oldest, so we were all too young to, like, notice what was going on. We thought sleeping with radios was normal. Okay, okay, yeah. And that was very proactive of my parents to put us with radios in our bedrooms at night. One time when we got a puppy when I was about six, Mm -hmm. um, we did the thing where, like, you convince yourself you're going to crate train a puppy. Mm Mm-hmm. So we kept her in the basement for about a week and they kept her down there with like a baby monitor Uh to see if she'd be like whining too much. And you know, they're hearing the kids on the baby monitor. Oh my God. uh, And they think maybe we have like a neighbor who also has a monitor, but it's like definitely the ghost kids. Um, And then it cuts out all of a sudden. So my dad goes into the basement and the monitor is unplugged and across the room and the dog is still in her crate.
0: Oh my God.
1: So we don't think that they wanted to be observed, but they weren't malicious. They seem to be just like happy little kids.
0: Right. But they did not like being like recorded in that way.
1: No, no, I don't think so.
0: That's so interesting. And what was your parents' reactions to all this? I mean, they're the, well, you know, they're the grownups. They're the ones having to deal
1: with this. Um, they don't appear to have done much about it. It was it was a nice neighborhood. It was a good house. Um the ghost didn't try to hurt us. They just made noise and we got sound machines.
0: Wow. And did they ever see anything or or figure out like who it might have been or they just kind of like yeah. dealt with it?
1: We have no clue who it could have been because I mean, they know the kids who grew up in the house before us and, and they're they still alive. Still alive. The only people who died were Um, the woman and her husband who built it, but I mean, they died, you know, old, I'm guessing, happy people in a hospital, so it wasn't them.
0: So strange! Wow! What do you make of it?
1: Um, I distinctly remember being told about this when I was 14, because my mom kind of let it slip on the way to, like, dance class, and then she just kind of told me all of that. (sighs) And I was like, oh, are we currently in a haunted house? And she's like, no, this one's fine. Um, and that one was, but now we're living in another one. And it's- You're
0: living in another haunted house right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, what? You're very chill about this.
1: I don't know. I just kind of grew up in it, I guess.
0: So what's happening in the house that you currently live in?
1: Um, less like physical stuff nothing's been moved around as Mm -hmm. far as I know it's my family does hide ghost stuff from us or our parents do um
0: like they don't want you to get freaked out
1: yeah which is fair because I do I fully do um I think my mom thinks and I don't want to like mischaracterize my mom. She's a very, like, level-headed, doesn't really believe in anything like kooky. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I do. I'm very into ghosts and the paranormal. But she doesn't really, you know, log on to any of that stuff. But she, uh, I think, fully believes that I'm a medium. Why is that? Well, she says that that's the reason we've had so many ghosts is because I attract them.
0: Because you were the one that was in the first house playing ball with the ghost and, like, she, you're yeah. just, yeah. Interesting. So what, why, or guess what has happened in this house that would make her say that?
1: Um, I don't think it's my fault that the house is haunted. <laughs> I think the house is history because it's insane. Oh, what is it? Um, so we currently live in, like, a farmhouse. It mm-hmm. was built in the 1850s. Um, and we have like so much information about it because the same family lived here until the 1960s.
0: Okay. So it just wow. passed
1: down to, I think, the great great granddaughter, mm-hmm. and then they sold it. Um, and the original owner was the postmaster in town. Well, so cool. we have tons of documents that we found in the attic, which is so neat. Like, notebooks and letters and that kind of thing.
0: From, like, the 1850s? Yeah. That's so amazing.
1: And we found this scrapbook that the uh, last owner had when she was a teenager. So it was, like, 1890s to, like, 1915. And it's photos of her growing up in the house. Um, But that's kind of where it gets creepy because her family were psychiatrists, and her parents ran the local um, infirmary and asylum. Wow. So then the scrapbook kind of cuts off in 1915, when the asylum accidentally burnt down.
0: Oh my god, do you know what happened to this girl?
1: She was fine. She ended up living here fine. Okay. until uh, she and her husband lived here after her parents, and they sold it in 67.
0: Did her parents die in the, when it burned down or no?
1: Not when the infirmary burned down, but uh, her mother was involved in a double murder suicide in the house. What? In 1922.
0: So her mother, who did she kill?
1: We think that it was her mother's brother-in-law.
0: So the so she killed her mother's brother-in-law and somebody else.
1: No, we think the brother-in-law killed everyone. Oh, the,
0: okay. I'm so still she-
1: looking for like newspaper clippings on this. Okay, we had an interview with someone who lived in the neighborhood in the 20s, and according to her, the brother and the sister of the mom who lived here okay. and ran the infirmary. Mm-hmm. The brother-in-law was going. He was in poor health,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, so then they moved him into the house because they, you know, were psychiatrists. They were used to taking care of the infirm, Um, and then he went, and again, I'm quoting, deranged. Okay. And shot his wife, his sister-in-law, and himself.
0: Holy smokes. So the dad was not killed in this.
1: We don't know if he survived or if he had died before. How
0: could you stay? How could you live in the house where your mother was shot and killed?
1: I know.
0: That's crazy. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: I just would feel like I would need to get out of there. So there is some, there are some spirits in this house and that that kind of makes sense. Because some really traumatic things happen there.
1: Yeah, and it's if you walk around the house, we haven't figured out where any of this happened in the house. Uh huh. But there are rooms where we suspect it happened.
0: Why? Why specifically? It just
1: feel awful. Okay. And
0: um, what? Um. What else have you experienced in the house?
1: It's mostly footsteps and okay. staring.
0: Like you feel like someone's staring at you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. So you just, you hear footsteps when there's no one there and you Mm -hmm. feel somebody else's presence Mm -hmm. and some rooms just have like a creepy, creepy feeling.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And does everyone in your family feel this?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, The footsteps are all in the attic or down the the hallway upstairs and they're always running back to my youngest sister's room in the back of the house.
0: (gasps) Whoa. Is she so freaked out by that? She seems fine. How old um, is she?
1: She just turned 17. Okay. I don't know. She does she says that she doesn't think the room feels bad, but it used to be the room that we would put guests in when they stayed with us. Mhm. Cuz it has a back stairway back into the kitchen.
0: Mhm.
1: So it it would be like the most private for like my aunt if she came to stay. Mhm. But none of our aunts will stay in the room anymore because uh they would like wake up in the middle of the night and say someone was staring at them.
0: Oh, wow. So is that one of the rooms where you get the negative feeling? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So your sister's room. And then what are the other places that creep you out?
1: The hallway. So the, where attic- you hear
0: the footsteps, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sorry, the attic and your sister's room in the hall
1: they're on opposite sides of the hallway so if you're thinking in terms of like crime report if something happened in the attic and then we hear running down the hallway all the time and then something else happened in the back bedroom
0: oh so scary i just got chills and you still can't figure out like you've done some research but you can't really figure out exactly what happened
1: yeah we don't know a ton of details but
0: oh my god (laughs) I can't imagine being in quarantine during a pandemic in a haunted house of all places. <laughs> so yeah, I, gosh, do you have any more, like do you have any thoughts on this? Like now that you've lived in two haunted houses or are you just, I mean, you seem so, so calm about it.
1: I'm not. Um, <laughs> I I'm, I'm a scaredy cat. I'm really afraid of ghosts. Have uh-huh. you ever
0: tried to like contact them?
1: No, and I get so angry with my sisters because they'll have, like, their friends over with Ouija boards. And I, I think I believe it a little bit more than they do. I'm like, yeah. no, you can't do that here.
0: Have they ever uh, had any experiences when they do that?
1: I don't know if they've contacted anyone successfully. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, we usually get too freaked out before we get any, uh, any ground.
0: Yeah. And what are your parents, what do they think at this point? Are they like, we want to move again because this is another haunted place, or you need to move out, Ella, because you're a medium?
1: Not at all. Um, (laughs) They seem incredibly chill with ghosts once again. Uh, (laughs) Really respect them for that. Um, My mom mentioned a while back that she was going to contact a priest uh, to have an exorcism done. But yeah. She decided against it. And then I asked her what made her think about that.
0: Mm-hmm. And then she
1: claimed to have forgotten why. Hmm. So there's definitely other things that they've not told me about.
0: Okay. But well, I think we need to get your parents in your room right now. <laughs> Let's get them on the podcast. <laughs> um. Wow. That's incredible. Wow. So – well, good luck with your ghosts. This is crazy. Thank um, you so much. <laughs> so, I ask this at the end of every podcast um, because I'm podcasting with all of these wonderful creative comedians. Uh, what have you been doing during the pandemic uh, as a creative outlet? And if nothing, that is okay.
1: Um, well, not comedy, but I've been making a lot of sweaters. Do you knit? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Well, that is a very uh, good thing to do during this time when stand-up comedy is not really a thing. Um, Awesome. So where can people find you on the internet and follow you and feel free to plug anything you'd like to plug?
1: Um, If you want to buy a sweater, I am on Depop at Ella Going Gray and um, that's my handle on everything else.
0: Great, Ella Going Gray. Wait, what's Depop? Is that a site. Is it like an Etsy?
1: Oh yeah, really similar to Etsy.
0: Cool. I didn't know about it. I just learned something. Cool. Well, thank you so much for doing the pod, Ella.
1: It's been so fun to make someone listen to me talk about this kind of stuff.
0: (laughs) Did I miss anything? Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: I think I've covered a lot of ground.
0: (laughs) Pretty freaky. I can't believe there was a double murder-suicide in your current house. That is... (laughs) Holy cow. Anyway, well, best of luck to you. Thank you. you (laughs) I'll I'll see you on Twitter.
1: Bye. Have a nice day.
0: Thank you for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like this podcast, please go ahead and rate and review it on iTunes, which will help other people find it. And make me very happy. Um, You can also support the podcast by Venmoing me directly at emily-winter. You can follow me on social media, emilymcwinter on Instagram and Twitter. And you can join my mailing list uh, via my website, emilywintercomedy.com. And I appreciate any and all of those things. They help me survive and help me thrive and help me tell you about, hopefully, in 2021, live events that we'll have and uh, upcoming episodes of the podcast and other fun stuff I've been working on. Anyway, that's all. Have a great day.